0: Hey, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's Saturday night, Atlanta United and Philadelphia Union tied 2-2 here at beautiful Talent and Energy Stadium. I'm talking with Jonathan Tannenwald, who's been with the Philadelphia Inquirer for almost 11 years, excellent soccer reporter. You can follow him on Twitter, at The Goalkeeper. Jonathan, what did you make
1: of tonight's game? First of all, it's great to be with you. I've known you since you were covering college basketball back in the day, which <laughs> is what I what I do sometimes in the soccer off season. So I, I was – I've covered the union since their inception. I've seen a lot of really disheartening results, and this was, for them, one of the most gut-wrenching. Okay. They, they, they were up a man for—or sort of down a man for, you know, 40-plus minutes. Right. They, they did everything right, made all the right substitutions, were defending valiantly, and it all fell apart in second-half stoppage time because Andre Blake— you know, punched a clearance into a crowd of people, and Tyrone Mears happened to get the ball and loop it over everybody.
0: It was really a bizarre play. It yeah. started with Mears crossing the ball from the right to the left, and Greg Garza alertly ran onto it. It looked like it gone out of bounds. Everybody it looked like the like Mears had shanked ball it. went out. Yeah. yeah, it looked like Mears had shanked it, but Garza caught up to it, was able to put it back across the goal where Blake punched it out, But it went right to Mears, who headed it back. He said he wasn't trying to shoot it necessarily. He was just trying to put it back toward the goal, and it went in. The ironic thing about Garza catching up to that ball is, if you'll remember on Wednesday at D.C. United, the ball that led to D.C. United's first goal should have gone out of bounds. The angle of the shot, the angle of of Brad Guzan's deflection, the ball should have gone out of bounds, and it stayed in bounds, and that resulted in a goal. So I guess it's a little bit of karma, a good karma for Atlanta United this time.
1: I'm shaking my head which is bad for radio because nobody can see it. The union have had so much bad karma forever and a day Mm -hmm. that a lot of folks up here don't know what good karma looks like and you you all can probably tell by my accent that I'm not a Philly native but uh, I I grew up in D.C. Watching D.C. night in fact for a long time. Uh, Look, I've been impressed from the get-go by Atlanta as a team, as an organization. I'm sure a lot of your, your readers and listeners know that. They've read some of my work in the last few mm-hmm. days. I wrote a very complimentary column mm-hmm. on what they've done for the Saturday paper. And, you know, obviously not everything is clicking right now. Right. And I don't know quite what the missing piece is. Um, I'm inclined to think that Al Al is would be at the center of the conversation for me in some form. The ball's not getting to him maybe as much as it should. Whether that is the fault of the guys behind him, the fault of the guys at the sides of him, I'm not sure. But something isn't quite there. I did not expect Atlanta to get run over in the way they did in the first... Half hour, right, or so, by a Philadelphia Union team that is of grossly inferior talent, and to the point where even Jim Curtin, the Union manager, has acknowledged in recent days that they flat out are not good enough to run with Atlanta and Toronto and teams like that. But they ran with them tonight, and they had the three points, and it would have been a monster three points. But at this, you know, now, you know, they're they're. Let's see here. They are five points. They're in eighth. Which is to their credit But with fewer points per game Than Orlando and New England Right Atlanta and Montreal Are tied On 36 points And a point and a half Per game And both Have 24 games played Which is three fewer In the Union and I can't see Philly Overcoming that In either case
0: Montreal plays Toronto tomorrow In a huge That's game a
1: monster game For I Atlanta love that rivalry. and the impact I love that rivalry I'm glad it's on ESPN I know that Sometimes people are going to say, oh, it's two Canadian teams, what do you care? But they are at each other's throats all the time. It's great drama, and there's a lot of good players on both of those teams. Yeah,
0: it's good soccer. I mean, if you haven't watched Montreal, I've been high on Montreal and high on Columbus all season, always couldn't figure out what was going wrong with them, but they're both putting together right now. Columbus won tonight. They beat Dallas. I would not be surprised to see Montreal beat Toronto tomorrow. Montreal, I think, has won four consecutive or four out of five, something yeah. like that. Uh, but they're really rolling. Whereas Atlanta United is, is really yeah. scrapping out results right now. Four out of the past five games, the team has scored late to either get a draw or a tie. I'm with Jonathan. Something's not quite right with Almiron. He's not getting the ball in positions on the field where he could do something with it. And when he does get it, he's isolated. Um, Viaba is really, really struggling, in my opinion, especially defensively. A mistake he made tonight led to the first goal. He made a mistake against D.C. United that led to a goal. And there's been mistakes earlier in the season. I asked Martino after the game if there was going to be some accountability for that, and he said he needed to go back and watch the film because he wasn't quite sure what the mistake was. Um,
1: So I'm looking at at, uh – at Atlanta's results since, I guess, since they've come back from the Gold Cup. Mm-hmm. A one-time thing win in Orlando. Mm-hmm. A 1-1 tie, another 1-1 tie, a one nothing loss, and a 2-2 tie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So there's one loss in there. Right. And all but the one game against Orlando, the one game against Orlando event on the road. Right. Sometimes that's what you got to do in this league. hmm And then, you know, when you get home as they will to mercedes-benz stadium on september 10th they got one two three four five six six straight home games right and that's you know obviously what's going to be the most telling it's where they're going to make up a lot of that gap of three games in hand that they have and they're winnable games yeah dallas they, they only have two well. teams
0: that are in the playoffs yeah. right now in the, in the final
1: dallas is playing well new england is what it is orlando is You know, as as you and I would say in basketball season, throw it up in the air and see what happens. L.A. is in bad shape. Vancouver beat
0: Orlando tonight, by the way.
1: Montreal, I I don't think, will win in Atlanta, but will play with a lot of effort and energy. They always do. And then Philly goes down there on September 27th, by which time surely they're all the way out of the picture. So, you know, there's time. If 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 I'm look I'm looking at the standings now, and if you're going to ask me to make a guess as to which team is going to be out of it, I mean, look, Columbus is sitting in third place with 42 points, but 28 games played, and the same points per game as Atlanta and Montreal. Right. They've got talent, and I'll admit that almost every year I assume they're going to be the odd team out. Maybe this time they won't be. I, you know. Two of Columbus, Atlanta, and Montreal will make it, I think. And we'll know, you know, in time which two of those are.
0: Yep. In Columbus and Montreal, I mean, Atlanta United had at one point like a 90% chance of making the playoffs. But now with those two teams kind of rolling in Atlanta United, having to scrap out points, uh, I'm going to be curious to see what some of the websites say. The home advantage that you would expect Atlanta United is going to have I'm not 100% certain no it's going to be there.
1: I no, a, I, nobody knows. Nobody
0: knows. And it's the, a new tur- stadium and the turf is the reason why. I don't I don't well, the turf is a factor for me, but it's just also there's a comfort level and they've only trained in it one time. Right. Uh, now they train on the same turf, same dimensions. They have it at the facility in Marietta. Yeah. So the space and everything they should be used to, but it's still just a brand new place. Yeah. And it is going to be yeah. unbelievably loud. I am really curious to see Yeah.
1: No, I think with the roof is.
0: closed and Sure.
1: If the thing gets go- open someday, It'll,
0: it's going to be closed for a while. Um, but yeah, something's quite not right, quite not right with Atlanta United. You could see it on Gerardo Martino's face after the game tonight. Um, he says they need to be better in the final third. They like to play wide, they like yeah. to get the fullbacks up the field and bring yeah. Viaba and a side in. But right now, there's just not a lot of combination passing. You just don't see it. And, and part of that to the other team's credit, is they are packing in the middle of the field and cutting out all those angles and cutting out the seams and forcing Atlanta United to put the crosses in. Joseph Martinez is a heck of a jumper, but he's only 5'8". Yeah. Kenwin Jones needs to get back. I don't know why Martino didn't put in Brandon Vasquez tonight. Obviously the subs worked, but Vasquez seemed like an obvious sub to me because he is a very, very good header of the ball. But anyway – that's how it goes. I, you know,
1: really well, <laughs> the subs worked because Mier scored, but I was surprised. Yeah, I was stunned that. Yeah. Martino didn't try to go for it a little more. Yeah. Um, look, it's it's good for him, I think. And you know, he's I, we all know he's managed everywhere he can possibly manage. Mm-hmm. But it's always good for for a coach to uh, to uh, have, you know. To, to, to have experiences like this where you have to grind it, you have to work on it and, right. and suffer a little bit to get to where you ultimately want to be. Apologies for all the background noise. You know, That's okay. Live radio is, is what it is. <laughs> um, I, I, I love watching Yami Run. I alluded to him earlier in sort of what I think is his role is in this. I know he got kind of frustrated at one point today.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, he did.
1: I think, and you talked about preferring to play on the flanks. I think I'd like to see Almiron demand the ball a little more.
0: Yeah, there, there was no. a moment tonight where I think it was Lorenowitz, I could be wrong, hit a long diagonal pass and ended up going out of bounds. And you could hear Almiron turn and scream yeah. at Lorenowitz and was giving the Arms down signal. That means give Give me me the the ball. ball.
1: Yeah, Um, and I've never seen him
0: do that before. I've seen him get mad at other players on the other team, but I've never seen him turn and yell at somebody on his own team.
1: He's a great guy. I got to talk to him a little bit at the All Star game. Mm -hmm. Um, Clearly has enormous potential in this league. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you know, the fact if he's now showing that he wants the ball a little more, that's a good sign because I think good things lie in that direction. Right. All right. Well,
0: that wraps up this episode of Southern Fried Soccer with Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal of Constitution. Jonathan, tell everybody again where they can find you on social media.
1: Uh, well, they can find me at the Reading Terminal Market here, which has lots of northern fried food. Um, <laughs> let's see. My Twitter handle is at the goalkeeper. And, uh, you know, it's always good to see you. You and I have, have crossed paths a number of times over yep. the years. I'm sure we will again. And, and next, time, next time you're in town, I'll, I'll take you over to the Palestra and— that would and be fun. you show you what is one of the great basketball arenas. I would love
0: to see of. the Palester. I was hitting all the, the typical tourist highlights today, which is why I didn't get there. Mm-hmm. But you can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. You can follow me on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. And I beg you to subscribe to Southern Fried Soccer on iTunes and Stitch. Have a good one. Atlanta United ties Philadelphia 2-2. Two two. Their next game is September 10th against Dallas and their first at Mercedes-Benz Stadium.